Welcome back to episode 128 of Your Best Year. Start, uh, the, the, that one. Let's start that again, shall we? Your Best Year. Welcome back to episode 128 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. Um, and how you doing, mate? What should we talk about today? So that's interesting. I wanted to share something a bit weird, okay, because we haven't really spoken much about it, but we've done 128 episodes, and I think, and you know, you're going to get a bit of a shock for this one, I think we should create a book. I know, get, don't get, I know you've just written yours. I think we should create a book of not only just your how to have your best year but we look at all our favorite episodes and then think if somebody picked up this book and every week looked at a chapter or every month thought about something could they have a manual could they have a guide to give them the best opportunity to give them an unfair advantage for 2022 so yeah for you i don't know I'm going to interrupt you slightly because should it be for 2022 or should it be, you know, let's get honest with all the lockdowns and things that we've had, particularly here in the UK, a lot of people, as the world starts to get back to some sort of nor- you know, normal, and I say normal in air quotes because it's not necessarily normal, normal, but as we start to approach that, how many people are starting their year now? You know, it, it used to be you oh, have like oh, your whoa, new whoa, year whoa, whoa. and your new year's resolutions on. and stuff. So you want to do it earlier rather than later. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I'm thinking if we're going to do it, we should just do it. I mean, how many times? Well, two things. One, you know, what's the name of what's the name of my current book? Uh, done beats soon. No, done, done beats, beats perfect. perfect. So you know, we should probably get it done and 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 you know, get it as close to perfect as we can, but get it done. I think the other, for me, the other serious serious point on that is. We are we are in a weird, weird time where I think a lot of people will be starting their year in June, July or August, which is different from normal. Normally, your year starts on January the 1st and people go, I've got all these New Year's resolutions and all this stuff. But let's face it, the first however many months of this year have, have disappeared in a world that doesn't look like the world we normally live in. You know, okay, at, so at, the time of, at the time of us recording this, it's April and nobody's been out to a restaurant yet because they haven't been open. Okay, yeah, that's so, where we're at. So, okay, so here's an idea. Why don't we think about if we're gonna, if you want to create your perfect year, what are some of the things you think you need? And let's ask some of our listeners to come up with some ideas of what are some of the things they would love to know. And let's see if we can get a few of them to join in. Let's see if we can get a couple of our organizations to think about what would make a perfect team, a perfect organization even a perfect product you know when you start thinking now that a product today has got to be viral it's got to be online it's got to have instagram ability as a new word instagram ability it's got to have some pizzazz but there's got to be some context as we've said before so Mm -hmm. i'm up for a book if you're up for a book yeah Um, let's do it okay but let's ask some of our listeners is there something they'd love us to share because the context so the content that we've got is going to be different to what we may have done in the past. You know, I wrote my first book in 2001. Okay. What's really interesting. So it's 20 years ago and it was about masterminding. So it was about collective ideas coming together 20 years on. Have a guess what we're doing now. The two of us, we're collectively sharing ideas. Ooh, 
But you know what's interesting? That book, Ten Heads, are better than one, is the third version of that book. And if I was to share what the very first one looked like, when it came out, I got Pronto. Remember Pronto Print? Yeah, yeah. So they printed the first lot for me. But it was about how do we collaborate with each other? So, you know, you and I are going to collaborate. And we're going to teach people how they can collaborate in a smaller group of people. Sorry, in a small group so they don't have to do it by themselves. Then we're going to look at what are some of the major steps to create your best life, mm. to create your best year, to create your ultimate family. And your family is any group of people that work together. So now you and I are like family. We're we like are. brothers yeah, from different we mothers. We, weirdly, but we are. The um, I tell you the other thing for me, though, is I think one of the ways we've already got the answer of you know, don't be wrong. This is not me. This is not me saying don't send us in what you want. Please do send us it. Send us it. But I think to some extent we've already got that as well. Because you know how we've already got that. We know which episodes have been listened to the most. Yeah, and that's really interesting because some of the episodes, because you shared that with me a couple of weeks ago, and some of the episodes I thought I was phenomenal, nobody liked, and some of the ones that you know were a bit controversial they're the ones that people want more of. So let's just think about this for your own lives right now. Over the last couple of years, if you've done some of the things we've suggested, which is create a success log, or you've, you've got yourself a diary, what things have you done in your past that have really worked? More importantly, what things in your life have you done in the, in the past that haven't worked? And are you still repeating those bad behaviours? I know for me, you know, having had serious health issues, that, you know, as we now start booking flights, and I've booked my first four flights for this year, I need to be careful I don't go back to that same behaviour of rushing to gigs all over the world because that's how I get my... Um, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. How I get my acknowledgement. You know, so I fly someone. Everyone says, well, that was great. Right, better fly again somewhere. I've now got to really think that... I've seen the results of nearly dying. That didn't work. Mm. You've had issues, whether it's been personal or business within relationships we can't do the same behavior the problem is what are we going to replace it with and you know that if you don't do what's called the laws of replacement never mind the laws of attraction if you don't do the laws of replacement and you just continue the same the same stuff you get even worse results because you nearly know it's going to happen so you know my laws of replacement are let's have a calendar where i've got at least two days a week that say busy so i don't book stuff Let's have at least one day where it's only working with my dog or going out and I'm not on Clubhouse. I'm not on Instagram. I'm yeah. not on Twitter. Because otherwise you just get sucked into this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, whether we think about the book as an autobiography or, get ready for this, auto, what we ought to be doing as a biography. An ought-to biography. Yes. So, so my friend Reg created this. He said, there are things that, you know, we've done but our ought, autobiography of things we ought to be doing is what we need to create for our book. But that's for everyone in their life. What do you want to be doing and how do you create that compared to a normal autobiography is everything you've done in the past? Well, most of what we've done in the past is either over, has worked or hasn't worked. What we want to create is what do we, where do we want to be one year from now? Where do we want to be with our families five years from now? I think, John, I think one thing you, you just said that's sort of triggered something in my head is the sort of that thing about 
repeated behaviors. And in particular, if you think of like somebody in a, in a career or a job or in a personal relationship or whatever, that it's not working for them. How often do people leave a job that they're not happy in and go and find the exact same job in another company? Because, you know, that's the thing I do. That's what I'm qualified in, whatever. I'm not happy doing it. But if I go and do the same thing somewhere else, I will be. Now, occasionally that is true. Occasionally it's the people someone works with and they go somewhere else and they are happy. But so often they're not because actually what they're not happy is happy with is the thing they do every day. But they've invested so much time becoming good at that thing. They think the thing they should do is more of it and that eventually it's going to make them happy. Right. It's the same kind of thing with like personal relationships. You know, you see people or you talk to people, you know, they have a relationship with someone. It doesn't work. The next person is almost the same as the last person and it doesn't work. And then the next person is almost the same as the last two and it doesn't work. And they're thinking, why? Well, I mean, there's two things in that. One is the, the situations that we choose. You know, are we choosing things that are relevant for what we really want or are we just choosing the familiar? But the other thing is, how are we personally showing up? Because if we're showing up in a workplace and we're not happy, and then we show up in the next workplace in the same way and we're not happy, what's the common denominator? You know, or if we show up in a relationship and we're not happy and then we show up in another relationship and we're not happy, what's the common denominator, right? It's so often, I think the thing we need to do is, is really, you know, turn, turn, turn things around and look at ourselves and go, well, what would make me happy? You know, it might not be that I need to find a new job. It might be I need to show up differently in the one I'm in. It might not be that I need to start another business. I might just need to run this one differently. I might not need to, you know, move house or change relationships or, or any of those things. I might just need to shop differently for what I've got. But you know, the reverse is that 90% of staff leave their managers, not their companies. Yeah. So it's those difficult conversations that need to take place, whether it's in your personal relationship or with your line manager or with somebody to say, something's not working here. I quite like where I am. But so what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave here. We'll blame the company or we'll blame the pay when it's really not that something either in your personal life or the relationship you've got with a manager or relationship you've got with a wife. Yep. You know, I'm fortunate. I just had my 36th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. But but I'm slightly lucky that I'm married to a, you know, a licensed child adolescent psychotherapist. You know, in theory, I'm a licensed coach that in. So, you know, I know where I want to be. She knows where we've been. And that center circle, again, going back to my zookeeper analogy, is that one of us wants to become the zookeeper as fast as we can so we can communicate in a better way. Yeah. If you think now that when you're leaving a job, you're taking all of your stuff with you to another place, and if you've not dealt with those issues, you're going to naturally find someone who looks just like the previous boss. Yeah. I well, just saw a cartoon today of someone must... being fired in their own home, okay? <laughs> And it was like, you need to take all of your goods out of your living room and put them in another place. And it just it amused me because there are going to be people who've been at home on Zoom. Something's not worked. Well, I don't, I don't know where they're supposed to go to make the, their situation yeah. better because it's either them or their line manager. Well, something didn't work. Well, if you're now working from home and you've got your computer and you've got your, bottom, your own glass of water, something has to change. But what we do is we wait too long. And so for everyone who's listening, if you've got a difficult conversation to do, email Neil and I, we'll support you if we can. But waiting 
for it, the situation to get better. I'm not even going to go to that done beats perfect, but waiting for it to right itself could be too long. Too, it could be too long or it may never happen. Or the other person might say, I'm still waiting for this conversation to take place. I'm going to leave because no one's coming to the table with the conversation. Yep. So I think for everyone, conversations that need to take place need to take place. Relationships that need to have that conversation need to happen. And the reason we're avoiding it is because we're scared of rejection. We're scared of the outcome. I think the other thing that I'm pretty sure we talked about this right back in episode one, it was certainly in one of the earliest episodes, but I think it was the first one is, you know, if you've decided it's time to move on and do something new, you know, if you want to create your future, you know what you've got to do? You've got to complete your past, haven't you? Or forgive your past. You know, you've got to go, okay, I'm, I'm good with what was, and now I can go and create something new. If you're taking your past with you, you're not really moving forward. Well, they're the people who've got trailers on the back of their cars. Have you ever seen these people? They can't drive very fast on the motorway. They're constantly looking in the rear mirror to see if it's okay. And, and it's ironic we're talking about this subject, but you know, you, you watch people tra- um, who, who are tra- who've got a trailer or a caravan, and all that stuff is there. You, you haven't got much motion. We're not at 100 miles an hour. There's not much of them. But worse is that's dragging you back. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have the smallest car without any of that trailer and you go a lot faster. So what is it that you're holding on to? What is it that's holding you back? And are you willing to take a risk to let it go? And maybe we'll pick this up next week when I see you. Your best year, it starts right here. Most definitely. See you next week. Be good.